Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God stories from my friends that I share with you. Whether you're listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or needing a boost of encouragement after a full day, I want for you to feel seen by God, to be encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. I hope this finds you well and that you are starting to venture out in phase two of this quarantine that we have been in. And I am so excited about today's episode. I kept having people ask me, hey, do you have any cool kid ideas? And I would ask them and say, hey, if you have any, pass them along to me as well. And I was mentioning it to my friend Holly over a Voxer message one day, and she was giving me some ideas, and I was giving her some ideas, and I was like, man, I I think I need to do a top 10 with Ren on this. Like, I think we all need a refreshing restart on this. And so she put me in contact with her dear friend, Meg Flowers. And Meg and I know each other only online, but we had a ball recording this. And so it is a top 10 with Ren, with my friend, Meg Flowers, and we are talking about 12 ideas that you can do with your kids this summer. So I hope it's going to be helpful to you to create some fun, special memories with your kids this summer. So here it is, episode 132 with my friend, Meg Flowers. Well, welcome to the podcast, Meg. Thanks. This is fun to be here and talk about all this with you this morning. I know. So it's the top 10 with Ren, and we're talking about summer ideas for mamas with kids. Yes. And we all need a little fresh wave of inspiration. I feel like after surviving to the end of the school year. (laughs) Yes. I feel like that too. Like we were just trying to like do what the teachers asked us to do and Mm. do creative things, but still kind of do what we needed to do. And now it's like, oh, and then there's summer, there's (laughs) nine more weeks. So now what? (laughs) Yes. We need to recharge. (laughs) (laughs) So this is perfect. Um, Perfect. Our friend Holly, mutual friend Holly connected us And I'm so excited and I'm so excited that you're here today. Me too. Okay, let's dive in. We have the top 10, but actually it's going to be a top 12, y'all, because Meg had so many good ideas and I was like, (laughs) we need all of these. We need to do 12. So Meg has six, I have six, and I cannot wait for you to hear these. And uh, let's dive in. All right. Okay, so the number 12, drum roll, number 12 is... Okay, how are we going to organize it before we even jump into these awesome ideas and practical, basic, simple ideas? Let's talk about how to organize it. I found two links on Pinterest. Now, Pinterest can be a little overwhelming. I understand. I get it. We're not thinking about perfect Pinterest right now. We're just saying, let's grab some ideas and run with it, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so I found two different lists that we can grab and it's, they're really fun. And let me tell you why they're so fun. Okay. I printed one out. I'm going to show it to you. I'll have to put this on Instagram for everybody else, but it's a weekly summer schedule. Yes. I love that. Already ready made. Okay. It's ready made. And the cool thing about it is that it's not a schedule. Like at eight o'clock you do this at nine o'clock. Hey, and if y'all are out there and y'all like that, 
Yes, go with that. Mm -hmm. But this is an overarching view of like they say, make it Monday, do a fun craft, color, try a new recipe, build something. Then there's take a trip Tuesday, take a trip to the library when they open, <laughs> take a trip to the zoo. I think our zoo is opening in Memphis. Yeah. Take a trip somewhere that is out of your routine. Okay. Then water play Wednesday. I love this. We're going to talk about water play in a little bit, but, um, water play Wednesday, thinking Thursday, a STEM activity, a book that we're going to talk about, um, favorite Friday that they pick the favorite Friday. And then there was one, another list. I included two lists in the show notes, but there's another list that says spontaneous Sunday where the kids get to pick, you know, something, or y'all just say, Hey, let's go jump in the car and go to Sonic, you know, after the PJs are on, which we do kind of in, you know, wintertime. Um, but there was, uh, something like service Saturday and it just is talking about serving others. Now it could be as simple as a note to your neighbor in the mailbox yeah. or the front door. It could yeah. be something as serving your brother or sister and helping them clean their room. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but I love that. I thought, okay, this is great. This is doable. So that is number 12 is how to organize it, organize it through having theme days. So that's number 12. I love that, Ren, because like you said, depending on our, just our personalities and energy levels and children yes. and needs and capacity and all of that, we can just sort of pick how much we want to be more detailed about that, or you can make it suit your individual family and the kids can have some ownership. I love that. That's yes. Awesome. Okay. So that's number 12. All right. Share Good with way us. To start. I love it. I'm so excited. Okay. So number 11, can you share with us number 11? Yes. So this is sidewalk chalk scenes. And I feel like everyone is kind of up their sidewalk chalk game during this quarantine. So it's been fun to see people's creativity, but you do not need to be an artist to do this. And it can be a little tricky to describe, but essentially what you're doing is you're drawing a setting on the sidewalk or driveway or wherever. So it might be like an underwater scene. So you might draw some waves or a few little fish and some seaweed or crab or whatever. And then your child or you or both of you um, then become a part of that scene. So you're laying down in the driveway, holding your breath, holding your nose, looking like you're underwater or you're swimming or whatever it may be. My boys, I have two boys who are almost 11 and eight. And so they like to do this with sports scenes. So they draw a football and a goalpost and then they lay down on it in such a way that it looks like they're kicking the ball, kicking a field goal, that kind of thing. And so what's fun is I'll take their pictures in those scenes and then it's a fun memory we have, or you can send them to the grandparents or whatever. So a quick Google search of sidewalk chalk scenes brings up some kind of inspiration. Um, and then there's a good housekeeping article that we can link in the show notes that also had some great ideas that are just simple, doable. And this is a fun thing that we can do right along with our kids. I think that's part of my longing for the summer is not just things they can do, but things that we can enjoy together. Mm, I love it. And I've never done these, but this is right up my alley. I cannot wait. Well, good. I can't wait to see yours, Ren. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's not going to be great, but it's going to be fun. And that's the point, right? That's right. The point is that it is something fun to do together. And we can get chalk from like Dollar Tree, Walmart, Amazon, anywhere. And we all probably have chalk at home already, but that's great. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. Let's go number 10. Right. Number 10 is something that my friend told me about. And she said, Ren, this is awesome. She has three boys 
and a little girl, but her boys love this. And let me tell you what it is. Okay. It's called detective dinner and she reads or they each read aloud chapters of an encyclopedia Brown book. I love encyclopedia Brown. Okay. You do. Okay. I haven't heard of this. Mm -hmm. So, um, you read it out of a chapter or read a chapter out of the book. And she says a lot of the libraries have them on Kindle. And so they divide into teams. So she has her husband and herself and her three boys and the little baby girl is just probably hanging, hanging with them. Um, and you divide into teams. You have to solve the mystery after your reading. And then whoever gets the most points wins. And oh, I that's. I know. Doesn't that sound so fun? And she posted on Instagram and had like the detective pipe and like the hat and her (laughs) husband did too. It was, she was like, Ren, this is awesome. And so I was like, okay, we're going to do that. A detective dinner. My son would, I mean, he's seven. He would get all over this. So that's what number uh, 10 is. Okay. Absolutely. I love that. And that's a great segue to, um, let's see number, I guess we're number nine, um, which is reading aloud and audiobooks. And this may seem sort of obvious or ordinary, but I just think it's something that we can kind of underestimate the power of and think think about in kind of a limited way when really there's a whole lot of possibility here. I think that a lot of times when we think reading aloud or listening to an audiobook, we're picturing parent holding book, reading to child who's sitting still and attentively listening. And I don't know about you, but that's not typically how that scenario goes down at my house, maybe in a good moment, but not typically what's happening in in my home. So one of our favorite things over the past several years, I love to read and my readers said this just, this kind of fits with who I am and what I enjoy, but we like listening to audiobooks together. And I think that the reason I like audiobooks even sometimes better than reading aloud, which is great too, with me being the reader to my kids, is that I become a listener with them. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a real shared experience for us and they get to hear somebody else's voice and I do too, which is always a plus. (laughs) And we're kind of outsourcing it to a professional. I mean, these people who read these books are professional narrators. And so they sound a little more theatrical and they can do voices and accents in ways that I can't. So I think a lot of times that enhances the experience for us to, to listen to a book. So, good. you know, I think people's first question is kind of like, all right, so where do I access this? What does that look like? And there, as, as your listeners, I'm sure are familiar with uh, streaming services like Audible, Libro FM, which is kind of the independent bookstore version, which I love particularly as we're trying to support small businesses during this coronavirus time. But um, you can also download apps from your library like Overdrive or Libby, and I'm sure there's plenty of others. And this would be a great time to just call your library and use them as a resource if you need help setting some of those things up. So that's that's where you can access. There's books on CDs that you can get from the library. Again, when, whenever your library is open, that's another great resource as well. And then you know, then people usually say, okay, that's great. But then what do I read? And the answer to that, I think really is anything you want to. Um, But I can give just some rapid fire of maybe some early chapter books that we've enjoyed. So things like Ralph S. Mouse, and there's a trilogy of those books, anything Beverly Cleary, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. Um, That's a series too. So if you like that and you hit on one, you can keep going with that. Um, anything by Kate DiCamillo, 
uh, that's because of when Dixie or the, um, oh my goodness, the one about a pig that I can't think of right now. Mercy Watson. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> Shel Silverstein, listening to that poetry is great. And we've been doing Chronicles of Narnia over the quarantine, which has been so much fun. I have never read all of them. So that's been fun for me. Mm. Um, and then kind of how that ends up looking at our house is, again, we're not just sitting still and listening, but we're we're really kind of doing something while we're listening. So it might be that we are at the kitchen table, but we're drawing or coloring or doing those potholder looms that I did as a kid and my mom did as a kid. Yes. So something like that where, or Legos, the kids might be building with Legos or blocks or you know, my nieces will knit that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it can't, the trick is it can't really be um, a cognitive task where you have to have a whole lot of concentration. It needs to be something a little more mindless that you can do without having to think super hard about it so that your attention is focused on the story itself. But it really, this is where my learning in the brain nerd educatory side comes out it really is better for us to be mm -hmm. active in some way it activates our attention systems and we can in theory pay attention a little better when we're doing something my boys will even ride like their ripsticks they skateboard things in the garage while we listen so anything like that we're, we're typically unless we're in the car listening we're typically doing something mm -hmm. while we're listening and reading and I think that that can make it feel a little less like everyone needs to sit still in this mm -hmm. formal time. It can be while you're folding clothes or doing chores or whatever. Yes. So that is reading aloud and audiobooks. And I think that's just, it can be a great anchor in your day. Like mm. you're thinking Thursday, you might say on thinking Thursday, every morning, we're going to listen to a chapter of an audiobook. or mm. it, it's a good way that you can sort of create some rhythm. I think with read alouds. Mm, it's so good. And you are so knowledgeable about this. And that's why I'm so glad you brought all this up because it is. And especially as you know, as a mom of boys, we have to be doing something. And so, yes. you know, yes, the coloring, that's what we do every night when I'm reading our book or something and listening. I love that. I love the idea of audiobooks. I think that is so awesome. And just bring in those classics. I mean, I remember reading this Piggle Wiggle yes. and Beverly Cleary and stuff. We started reading the Hardy Boys. I wonder if those would be, that would be a really cool thing to find out. So I'm going to look that up. Right. I think that's so, so smart. So thank you. And there's going to be all the links that Meg mentioned in the show notes for all the things that you can do. She linked Read Aloud Revival. She linked Amazon for or some paint by sticker books that you can do while you're listening. So I am super excited about that. And you mentioned also podcasts for kids. Oh, yes. So this has kind of been a recent discovery for me that there are a lot of podcasts out there designed for children. And I like them because they're typically shorter and it's something we can do from here to there in the car or during this time. Again, just, it's been part of our listening to things. And so the one that we've listened to that my boys loved was called Brains On and it's a science podcast. But again, we can include a link with some suggestions for other podcast design for kids that you could check out and see if you might be interested in. That's great. That's great. So good. Okay. So number, that was number nine. And so number eight, this is one that we have started doing in the last few months and it has been 
really great. Um, we have started to practice scripture memorization on our swing. It's one of those swings with the hard bottom and we attached it to a, a limb in the back. And when we're swinging and I'm swinging him, I know there's a neuro neurological like really good thing yes. with that. I'm obviously not um, well versed in that, but there is something neurological that really does help um, when you're focusing. And so we will, I will push that and we will go over some scripture memory and we'll put them to songs. And it is amazing about how that will go down deep in your child's heart. And they will, you will overhear them when we're doing another activity, you'll hear them singing the song or saying the scripture because they were doing it while they were moving. So we do that. We also get on the trampoline and do, we're starting to do math facts because I know as we all are on summer break, you know, the teachers have given you some skills to go over. We all know that we don't want to do it. Let's right. be honest, but we <laughs> need to do it. So, you know, why not get on the trampoline, jump with your kids and, and go over math facts, do the threes, you know, for a week and then obviously jump for fun or do a game. But that's just something that I think it's going to be really important for us um, as a mom of a little boy this summer. So number eight is movement. I think, like you said, anytime we can sort of take what we want to be maybe doing over the summer or need to be doing over the summer and incorporate something that feels a little different or more fun. Yeah. It's awesome. So I love the math facts idea. Yeah. On the trampoline. You got to do so it. Cool. Right. Okay. What's number seven? Okay. So number seven is mystery Doug. And some of you may have heard of him before, but he is a former elementary science teacher and his, he has a website, mystery Doug and mystery science. And you do sign up, but it's, it's free and you can access all sorts of great resources. So my kids' school actually used Mystery Doug as a part of our science curriculum for virtual learning. Okay. And so I got to enjoy some of that along with my boys, but it has everything on there from five minute videos to answers to fun questions like, do animals get the hiccups or who invented pizza and how does that work? You know, kind of a thing. So it's, it's fun, short little blurbs like that. He also has mini lessons that are about 15 minutes long, or you can do a more extended lesson with an at-home activity and some downloadable lessons that are 45 minutes long. So what I love about this is it's organized by age and by topic. And so you can kind of make it what you want. It could be a five minute pop in, or you could sort of spend a whole morning doing that if you wanted to. So again, I, I like the flexibility with that and he's just super engaging and it's great. It's really well done. So we've enjoyed mystery Doug at our house. That sounds awesome. Like I can't wait to do that. And I love that you said that it's organized by age yes. and skill. Is that what you said? Okay. Yeah, kind of topic skill. It's, it's pretty easy to navigate. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. That's number seven. Great. So good. Okay. Number six, this is something that's kind of similar to what I was saying about, um, I taught my son the fruits of the spirit song that I remember as a kid. I mean, and actually part of it, I don't even remember the end of it. And so I just repeat it over and over. It's fine. It's all the fruits of the <laughs> yes. spirit, but, um, but there is a download that is a free devotional download from Lacey. Lacey is a friend I met online actually, which is so fun. She has a free download that is the fruits of the spirit. So what it is, is you go on her website and I've included the link in our show notes. And what it is, is it says getting you and yours in the word of God. And so it's just, you know, just print it out 
And then it has the verse for the fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5, 22 through 24. Okay. So that would be a great thing to memorize. It has a coloring While sheet. you're so swinging. Every, every, yeah, that's right. <laughs> While you're swinging. Um, and then each time you go over one of these, if you do one every couple of days or one a week, then there's a little coloring sheet. They can color in the words, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And then the cool thing about it, I'm so nerdy because I'm, I laminated it all. I'm so excited. Love um, a laminator. <laughs> you gotta have I a do. laminator, right? <laughs> um, but each one has a piece of colorful fruit and then she has these cards and it's just paper it's a download and then I cut them apart I laminated and it gives you something to do for each fruits of the spirit so self-control is switch out a fun treat for something healthy um, and then it talks about self-control and there's a verse for self-control. So I really want to take this and I want to go with it and say one. So, I mean, I think there's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, there's nine. And we have about nine weeks until we go back to school. Um, and so I'm going to take one a week and I'm just going to focus and take what she has, the scripture for each fruit of the spirit. And then at the end of the week, we are going to do one of the action cards. And the, this one says gentleness, practice greeting people, work on that handshake or hug. And so it's simple things, but I think it can be a really meaningful thing that we can do with our kids this summer. It's already made for you. All you have to do is print it out and cut it and integrate it into your- And laminate it. And laminate it. <laughs> that feels very doable. Okay. Number five is listen to music. And again, kind of like reading, I feel like this can be a well, duh, but Ren, I loved on your last top 10 about how to thrive in quarantine. You mentioned this too, about music, just being a mood elevator and a way that we can refocus. And I know for me, that can be just kind of a, I need a do over, let's pump up some good music. And so I do think it's fun to think about some ways we can be a little more deliberate in incorporating music into our summers and into our routines and sharing that with our children. So what kind of got me thinking about this was I have a good friend whose husband created a music appreciation list for their kids while they were doing distance learning. Very and cool. it had everything from Beethoven and Bach to the Beatles to Aretha Franklin to Nirvana. So, I mean, it was all through time and all over the map genre wise and I've had more fun listening to his list. So yes, in terms of the cultural literacy perspective, even of just getting to hear all different kinds of things that are good to know and to be exposed to. Yes. But I also think what sounds fun to me about the summer is tweaking that a little bit too. And just saying, what's my music appreciation list? What, do, what music do I love and do I want to expose my children to? So mm. for me, I have really distinct memories of being six or seven and having dance parties with my family. And I'm in my Cinderella costume on the hearth and we're listening to if I could turn back time and Whitney Houston and you know, songs like that, some Dionne Warwick. So just those sorts of things would probably be on my list or you may love music from the eighties and that could be something that you listen to with your kids. And so there are a couple different ways I think where we don't have to reinvent the wheel with all of our music streaming services. Now we can search by genre, by artist and composer. We can even search by, household routine kind of things like cleanup songs or brush your teeth songs. So there's some instructional songs, scripture songs, like you mentioned, 
uh, we can look up one song and see different artists who've done the same song. One thing we've really loved at our house over quarantine is listening to Drew and Ellie Holcomb's kitchen covers. And then you can go back and look up, hey, who sang that originally? And what did that sound like? And how is it the same or different? And it can be as formal or as informal as you would want it to be, but just a fun way to kind of do some exploring. And I think the other thing that it got me thinking about too was live musical performances. And that one thing that could be fun to do with our kids is to watch some of those, sort of a variation on maybe family movie night or a TV show together, which is great too, but just something different. I know for me watching Andrea Bocelli sing over those empty streets in Milan was um, really powerful and an experience that I, I did. I made my kids sit down and rewatch it with me and we talked about it. And there's so many great ways right now to access those live performances. So I know the Kennedy Center they have what's called the digital stage right now. And you can look up all kinds of things, ballet, opera, concerts, pop music, jazz, whatever. So just kind of decide if that might be something you'd like to do and, and see what's out there and available to watch together as a family. So, you know, dance parties, um, listening in the car or listening to music while you're coloring or something like that. Just lots of fun ways we can incorporate that into our, our, our daily lives this summer. All right. That was number five. Number four. This one sounds so simple and this one's kind of double, but it's, it sounds so simple, but go and grab, if you do not have an in-ground pool, go and grab one of those inflatable or plastic pools at Walmart or Amazon. They are lifesavers. They are lifesavers because I know, I mean, you know, down in Birmingham and here in Memphis, it gets extremely hot. <laughs> it gets so it's hot. And so hot. what a fun thing to do is go grab a pool. We got one from Walmart that was an inflatable. And then we just get one every year because they're 20 bucks and I'm not going to store it. It's going to get all. Yeah. Right. So chunk it. And then we get a new one every summer and it is the best thing. It really is. And also another thing that I'm kind of trying to think of as a, as a boy, what would he love is to go grab a big bag. I think they sell a big bag of sand and grab it from Walmart or Amazon and dump it out in your yard somewhere and go to the Dollar Tree and get some sand tools or like tools that you're going to take to the beach maybe and yeah. just let them have it. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> dig away. <laughs> I mean, really just dig, dig, dig. And then yes, it is going to be messy. So understand that, but just let them go outside and dig. And then obviously when you're in the pool with them or monitoring that, obviously when anything with water, but those are just two simple ideas that we do every year. I haven't done the dirt one, but we are going to do that this year and we do the pool. So that's number four. <laughs> Yes. And I love that because we all need ways to beat the heat where we live. So that's great. Like you said, simple. So uh, yes, simple. Okay. Well, let's talk about number three. This one I'm super excited about. So share with me. Okay. So number three is an etiquette class, an online etiquette class. And this is one of those things where I feel like we're informally talking to our kids about this and hopefully modeling it for them. But it just sort of occurred to me that, you know, manners are not intuitive. And yeah. have I really actually taught my children some of these things that I expect? And so this felt like a good time. I was ready for a third party voice 
in, to speak into that and a little bit more of a systematic way to kind of go through some of those etiquette manners type things. So literally, Ren, I Googled online etiquette classes for kids. Mm. And what popped up was Smart Kids 101. And it is a curriculum developed by a woman named Julie Hunt, who's out of Nashville. And her, she has several different courses available. And Polite Kids 101 was the one, the etiquette and manners class. And what it is, is it is a 50 minutes, so five zero minutes of video content that she teaches, but it's divided into segments. So it's something you could do in 10 minute spurts across several days, or you could do it all in one sitting or anything in between. And there's a downloadable workbook that goes with it. So we just printed that out and it has some review questions or activities after each segment that you can stop and do then or do after you've done the whole thing, however you want to utilize it. And what I especially appreciated about her was I felt like her overall approach was this is about honor and respect and kindness and manners aren't just to tick a social box. They really communicate how, um, how we value people. And so what we say and do in various contexts affects people. And so what does it look like to demonstrate kindness and honor and respect through our words and actions? So we thought it was great. My boys, listen, no complaints from an almost 11 year old boy was a win in my book. Um, (laughs) You can, she goes through topics like body language, handshake. So like your fruits of the spirit application activity was about practicing your handshake. she does go through table manners and then how to introduce people, what's appropriate at a birthday party or a wedding or other events. So I just thought it was well done, helpful. It is 1999. That felt worth it to us. She has two other courses, a babysitting 101 and a safe kids 101, which is what kids need to know before staying home alone. So go check out smart kids 101. And then the polite kids was the etiquette class. Oh, I love this so much. This is so neat. I was talking with a friend. We're walking through the book by Sally Clarkson called Gifts from the Heart. And one of the chapters is on manners and that she talked about, like you brought up that Julie uh, Hunt has in this program or in this, um, in this download, uh, class is that it's not about us. It's about others showing the honor and respect. And I think, um, putting that on that, it's not about, it's not about what we do or what we need to do, even though this is, it doesn't check off boxes, but it's truly about the other person and showing God's love to them. And so I am so excited about this. Obviously you can do your own manners. You do not have to purchase this, but this is a great tool that I think would just, it does it for you, does the work for you. So absolutely just put it and it's a third party. Like you're saying, you put it out there and it's not mom saying this. It's Miss Julie saying this. That's right. (laughs) You know, that's right. I love that. I love that. Okay. So that was number three. Number two, we are almost rounding this out. I cannot wait for you to share about number one. I'm super (laughs) pumped about it. But number two is online art. Find art online. There are many, many brick and mortar businesses that are really suffering during this time, but a lot of those businesses have gone online and they are doing incredible things and incredible free things. There's one that we do called Lady Aligns Art garage on Facebook. And every Wednesday at 1030, a new video drops and she shows you how to do an art project with your kids. And this is grade school kids. She is an art teacher by profession. And so it can be, you know, for the younger preschool, but then you can, she extends it for, you know, upper 
grades as well in uh, like grammar school up to like fifth grade. Um, and so that is going to be in the show notes as well. And then Holly, our mutual friend that connected us to do this episode today, which I'm so excited about. Um, she said there is a really great one of an art teacher in Nashville and it's called, there's an Instagram. Uh, she has an Instagram that is art class with Miss Coates. And uh, she's also on YouTube as well. So she does one um, so that kids can, you know, explore that art artistic side, especially since we have not been in school for the last few months. So that is something I think find online art that can be a really, really fun thing. After I talk with you on this while we're recording, we are about to go do Lady Align's um, art garage activity today. So it's really a fun thing. And I think it's, it's needed. It's needed for our kids. So that's super is fun. just ways to access that beauty and creativity is especially important. I feel like during this time and I appreciate you kind of whittling some of those down because the great thing is I feel like there's so many wonderful resources out there, particularly right now. And I love hearing personal recommendations, Mm -hmm. people who've done it and enjoyed it. And I've heard Holly talk about Miss Coates. So that makes me want to dip my toes into that with my boys this summer too. So that sounds fun. Good. All right. Number one. Number one (laughs) is glow in the dark. Okay. So somewhere along the way, and I don't even remember where, but one of my tricks in my bag as a mom of toddlers was a glow in the dark bath. And so what we would do is either at the dollar store, Walmart, Amazon, party city, wherever, grab glow sticks or necklaces and bracelets, all the glow accessories that are out there, throw them in the bathtub, turn off the lights and have glow in the dark bath time. And it just sort of took something that felt repetitive and just a part of our routine and not always a time of day I would look forward to and just kind of kicked it up a notch. And so my boys loved it. I've had friends who's, you know, done it with their kids who just said, oh, that just made it so much better. (laughs) So it got me thinking about now that everybody's older, my, my kids at least, or a little bit older, how can we incorporate that glow in the dark element to some things that are just a part already a part of our normal routine? So again, not coming up with a bunch of new stuff, but just sort of adding to things we already do. So a couple things I thought about were, you know, we might have a glow in the dark dinner. Look, you could just get real creative and have glow in the dark detective dinner or something (laughs) with encyclopedia Brown. Um, So we might do that or have dessert on the driveway with our glow in the dark stuff, Um, a glow in the dark dance party. Our friends did this for their seven-year-old on Zoom for her birthday, and they sent glow glow necklaces to all of us, and then we all got on Zoom (gasps) at a glow in the dark dance party. And they had a little disco ball and black light going, and so it was just, it was really, that was very fun. That is so cute. And then my boys even like things this is more light up than glow in the dark, but they, they received as a gift, a light up basketball and some lights to go around the rim of our basketball net. Cool. So again, something that's just part of how they already play, but adds that element of fun. So I just think whatever you could go crazy creative with this, but anything that you could add a glow in the dark element to that just makes something feel fun and special and a little different. Well, and we're totally, you said, you know, bump it up. We're upping our cool mom game. Right. I mean, I'm just saying (laughs) we are up in it. (laughs) Yes. That's always a bad thing. I know. Okay. So there you have it. 
12, uh, no, 12 ways that you can have fun this summer and some summer ideas that, um, and that we have really enjoyed researching into and that we're going to integrate. Now, let me say, this is a total disclaimer. Do not get off of this podcast episode feeling defeated and feeling like you have to do everything. We do not want you to feel that way. We just wanted to throw out ideas that we thought were kind of super cool and you pick and choose what works for your family, what works for you during this time and don't feel pressure at all. This is just fun for you to get some ideas and to kind of get some refreshment. I think that's what we need most of all. hundred <laughs> percent, a little fresh wave of some of that. And just echoing what you said, Ren, I feel like some people get a lot of energy from having a little bit more of a plan and researching and getting materials together and having a project. And some people that just sucks the life right out of them yeah. and they, you know, don't want to do that. And so that's great. You do you I have a friend who says, chew up the meat and spit out the bones. So <laughs> that's there right. you go. There you go. <laughs> and I think we'll leave on that note. I love it. <laughs> what a way to end. <laughs> what a way to end. Hey, thanks for coming on the podcast to share. You are such a valuable resource of information about reading, especially you do this. This is what you do. So tell us a little bit about what you usually do in the summer. So yes, typically in the summers. So in my, in my pre mommyhood life, I was a museum educator and love curriculum and instructional design. And so part of what I do in the summers is help with an academic camp for middle schoolers. And the goal is to decrease summer learning loss. Mm. And so that's part of what I love. I love to talk about learning in the brain and some of the neuroscience connections and can just get, um, yeah, nerd out about all of that. But this is all fun to me to think about and to brainstorm with you. So thank you so much for the opportunity and for having me. This has been really fun to get to talk with you. This is awesome. Thanks, Meg. Thanks, friends. If you're like me, you always welcome simple, easy ideas to do with your kids. And I think our kids are going to love it. I think they're going to love it. They're going to love it mostly because it's time with their mamas. This would be a perfect episode to share with your friends. Text it to them, email it to them, share it on Facebook or on Instagram. I'm sure that they will be so appreciative. Also, next week, I have a special interview that you are not going to want to miss. So subscribe to the podcast so it will show up in your feed next Friday. Someone that is an author and I have been wanting to have her on the podcast for four years. So here we go <laughs> next week. And then the week after that, in two short weeks, the summer series that you have been waiting for will finally be here. This is the second annual summer podcast series that I have hosted, and the subject matter is going to be all about health and wellness. I feel like this is exactly what we need right now, especially after coming out of quarantine and just living in our different world that we are living in now. So be looking for that. And remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friend. Thank you.